Aaron, what are you? What is your fascination with the black-eyed peas today? We're gonna have to look into that, examine that off-air tonight. It is uh, Mosley, the Mo- Matt Mosley show. Aaron Sexton alongside Kevin Longquist, longtime friend in journalism and in life, joins us now. And uh, Kevin, before we get to Baylor's new quarterback, did you? Um, did you happen to see the little news I, I broke on my uh, Twitter account uh, a little while ago that the Big 12 has brought in Oliver Luck as a consultant? Um, I find it um, I find it interesting. Obviously, the guy's got a lot of credibility around college football. I would uh, he's been the uh, AD at uh, West Virginia, holds a law degree from the University of Texas, and. Um, I would imagine he and Bob Bowlesby crossed paths back in the day when Andrew Luck was quarterbacking at Stanford. So, oh yeah, do, do you, uh, knowing this has happened now, do you do you think um, our man Bob Bowlesby's days are numbered? Do you think this truly is just a consultant type thing that's going on? I I just don't know how much longer you can stick with uh, Bob Bowlesby. With, 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 you know, as the Big 12 seems to almost on a daily basis uh, get slapped across the face? I think it really depends, Matt, on if Oliver Luck, when he gets in there and starts evaluating the Big 12 in its future, does he want to be a part of it? And if he does, and if he thinks he can, and if it is the intention to eventually replace Bob with either him or somebody else, is he, I mean, because I've always had a lot of respect for uh, Oliver, but. I think it really depends on where the future of the league is. And given the fact that you have the ACC, the Big Ten, and the uh, Pac-12 uh, on the verge of announcing this alliance, however that's going to look, and where that leaves the Big 12, I don't. you just need someone who's got broader shoulders and better clout that could probably make the case. And that's probably where Oliver probably has a better setting than what Bob does. Now, they're both athletic directors by trade, and Bob has a lot of connections to athletic directors and presidents, but as you and I have discussed before on this show, Matt, I think Bob's just always been reactionary, not proactionary, and you, as a commissioner, you have to be that, and I think that's where he falls short, and if, and again, it goes back to if Oliver thinks there's a future for the Big 12. Well, Bob is tainted by what happened, fair or not. This happened yeah. on his watch, and so yes. at least Oliver is only tainted by whatever happened to the XFL, which we can blame a pandemic on that. Uh, but uh, but but Oliver comes un- in here unscathed in in terms of I I just don't you know any meeting that Bob Bowlesby walks into, he's the guy that basically got duped by University of Texas in Oklahoma. He said at the Big Twelve meetings that uh, he he goes to bed. Uh, Sleeping very well at night, not thinking about realignment and how it could impact the Big 12. Famous last words. Remember? I do remember. Yeah. Even though I was on the beach, kind of like you were. Uh, I, I, <laughs> That's true. I remember it. Uh, I remember it well. Talking to Kevin Longquist of Rivals. The man is all over Baylor recruiting. He's all so over, you know, what's happening this year on the field. And the, the news goes out that Gary Bohannon is your QB1. Um, Kevin, after you and I have spent a lot of time handicapping this thing, looking at it, deciding who we thought it was going to be, were you mildly surprised, not surprised at all? What was your uh, What was your reaction to the news? 
Um, I guess mildly, but not, but I get it. Uh, I think this is more of a reflection of where, this is just my judgment on this, Matt, but I think it's more of a reflection of where they think the offensive line is. And can this offensive line really hold up for a pocket passer, whether that's Jacob Zeno or Blake Shapen, or does it really need to have a little bit more athleticism so that if the protection deteriorates, can somebody make something out of nothing? And that's probably where Gary makes the best uh, option for them. And I know that, Gary, you know, for instance, I, I'm, my understanding was is that at the scrimmage on Saturday at McLean that he took about 70% of the snaps with the first team. Um, and I think what that kind of was an indication was is that they were kind of leaning in that direction. And obviously they made the announcement uh, Sunday evening. And I think what this really comes down to is my assessment of this, Matt, is that I think Gary's going to be asked to be a game manager. I mean, we you've covered the NFL, obviously, and you know what the game manager uh, job description is. Make enough throws so that you can give your team a chance to win the game, but just don't lose it. And I think that's kind of going to be the ask of, of Gary here is make enough throws, lead, let the running game try and lead the way so they can put you in third and manageable situations consistently. Uh, and if you can make that, you know, make that 25-yard vertical when we needed perhaps in the late in the third quarter or early in the fourth or something like that, then that's when we'll go to you. But I kind of think that's where this decision is headed here. Take me back to when from Earl, Arkansas, Gary Bohannon was being recruited, a four-star, obviously the, uh, the state uh, school there, Arkansas, which you have an affiliation with yourself, mm-hmm. having sent a daughter there. Um, they, they wanted him, and obviously he was a highly touted quarterback. What was uh, – what what was kind of his reputation then coming out, and then and then what do you think his reputation is now? It it does seem like he's won the respect of his teammates. He part of the problem was he ended up in a place where Charlie just bunkered down and had a long long career. And I guess yeah. we have to hand it to him for never going elsewhere because generally a four or five star quarterback, if he goes a season or two or even just a season without winning it. He's gone. This guy chose to stay around, which I I think does say a lot about his character. I think so, too. I I think the one thing about Gary was when he was in high school at Earl, remember, that's a really small school. So you're asked to be the best athlete on the field and do a lot of different things than a traditional quarterback would be asked to do, perhaps at a higher classification level, whatever state you're in. And I think when he came to Baylor under Matt Rule uh, in 19, he was very raw. And I think from that standpoint, it was a case of how can you nurture and develop him along the line so that he can help you in some way, shape, or form. And the only time we were ever really – so it was, he was just – he was a project coming out of Arkansas. I think that's fair to say. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But I think when he was – when he got here and as he was waiting his turn patiently behind Charlie – by the way, uh, Matt, might be in line to, to win the job at Utah from what I understand. But anyway, I, I think the one thing about Gary is we don't really know what his reputation is on the field except for really what we saw for the sample size in the Big 12 championship game in 2019 against Oklahoma and then briefly in the Sugar Bowl against Georgia and in a couple of mop-up situations. There is barely on the field last year uh, – I think he took, what, a half a dozen snaps if it was that last year. 
So we know that he's a good runner, that he can make decisions. He averaged about six yards a carry. His passing has needs a lot of work, or it did back then. So I think from that standpoint, it's a question of just play within his strengths. And if that's going to be, you know, your first or second read, and if you're going to ask him to throw it 15 to 20 yard times a game, and that sort of thing with a play-action pass, that sort of thing, I think that'll be fine for him. If you're asking him to do more than, say, put out 25 attempts in a game, that's probably putting too much on him. I think really, though, Matt, the best barometer on Gary is we're going to have to really see this from start to finish or whenever he finishes against Texas State because, after all, this is going to be his first collegiate start. Yeah, it's going to be – it'll be really we're all interesting. watching this, and we just don't know what we're going to get when we see him out there. Well, you know, two things need to happen. I mean, you need a quarterback to lift his teammates, but in this case, you also need these teammates to lift him. And, you know, mm-hmm. the, they, they seem to be a little better at tight end. We, we were – I was down there the other day and talked to Sims and some of those guys. You know, I like Dabney. Uh, you know, they, 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 they this needs to be a very quarterback-friendly offense, and that's what mm-hmm. they're hoping with Grimes. But, I mean, this can't be – like you – whatever happened with Thornton last year, and I, you can blame that on whatever, but he, he, was, he did not have the year like he did previously. Um, that has to change. Like these, this, these guys cannot be dropping passes, and they're going to have to step up big time. And they've got the good whole- names at wide receiver, but, I mean, think about it. Who's the only guy that you and I would say, boy, you trust without a doubt at wide receiver? That would be Sneed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like we I mean, can name a bunch of other receivers that we go, oh, yeah, I trust this guy. Yeah, I, I totally care. Well, maybe Sims, but, but I mean, but if you're, you know, I, and, we're, and I'm talking about pass catchers, but, you know, I, I think it's a case where, you know, everyone gets a do-over with this offense and this change in offensive philosophy. It's like last year was the was the worst nightmare that this offense could have had. I've never seen an offense, by the way, where your average rushing attempt was 2.7 yards scare. I've never seen that before, Matt. Um, but I think from this standpoint that if there's this new energy within the skill position players to meet a higher productivity level, and we've heard this in spring ball, we heard this for the first two weeks, of fall camp before they went into this mock week starting today, but it's going to be about results. Football is a results business. And, you know, whether or not you think they're a 14 point favorite over Texas state on September 4th, or if they're more than that, they just got to go out there and do it. And I think they there. And I've said this before, Matt, and you and I, I think I've talked off air about this is that these first three games of the season, not only for Gary, but for this entire team, these first three games against Texas State, Texas Southern, and at Kansas are going to be about the style points because they have to show that they have put 2020 in their rearview mirror, that they are ready to take the next step, and that they can be a, a, a reliable, solid offensive football team. It's a lot of questions that are surrounding this team on that side of the ball when it starts the season in a couple of weeks. All right. Well, I'll be there in San Marcos. I'd like you to join me, and, um, okay. and I'll, I'll be down there about, you know, four hours before kickoff doing some pregame on the flagship, <laughs> which is ESPN Central Texas. So I'll be uh, I'll be doing my thing. May float the river the day before. There you go. Just float right on down that river. To, is that how you're going to travel down there? Is the river? Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to get okay. on the Brazos and then just – I don't even know how that works. Uh, I think because I'd have to link up with the Guadalupe at some point. But uh, Or do you say the Guadalupe? Uh, but I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm probably going <laughs> to just float down there to, to cover this game. Actually, that's how John Warner and I are both floating down there. John's a big outdoorsman. <laughs> oh, and, by the uh, way, before I forget, the uh, the great Terry Seiler sends his regards. Oh, tell Seiler I said, hey, yeah. I will yeah, do good that. Kicker. I will do that. Really? Really a fine kicker back in the day. Man could make an extra point. Uh, I, I remember that. Uh, okay, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later, Kevin. Thank you. All right. You bet, Matt. Take care.